Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Hey everyone, your host, N.A. Eric here. Quick announcement. On the last Saturday of March, the 25th, we will be partnering with the low-budget LCS, LBLCS, and throwing a tournament. This tournament will be a 5v5 Summoner's Rift tournament, which will be played in tournament draft style, just like we do in Customs on Community Game Nights and previous tournaments, and will be single elimination. There are no special rules. Whoever wins will face off against the podcasters in a Nemesis Draft game. For those of you who do not know, Nemesis Draft is when you pick the champions of your opponents rather than yourselves. If it's well-received, we might do a whole tournament in the future where every match is Nemesis Draft. This tournament will take place at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, it will start, on Saturday, March 25th, and teams will be posted roughly one week before the tournament to afford everyone ample time to get in touch with their teammates, ask questions, and scout the enemy teams. Teams will be created and balanced by the infamous algorithm. Good luck, and we look forward to seeing you on the Rift. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know, pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if 
fear, creep, watch your tone Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most Obi Pwn Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold So grab your headphones and join in the fun We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns Yo, we can make it together, people Trinity Force Podcast These boys are second to none Now that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 799 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host as always, Annie Eric, and yes it is tonight, just me on. So it'll make my job easy editing a lot easier. Yes, uh, Bomo has some other obligations and John is unfortunately sick once again it seems. So we will once again wish him happy health. If you're wondering why I say happy health, uh, go check out, ooh, I want to say 796 or so. John was sick a few weeks ago, and somehow we devolved into a, uh, Bomo and myself devolved into a wishing him happy health as opposed to wishing uh, speedy recovery or other things like that. But anyways, John, we wish you a happy health again. Um, in other news... I'm sure you heard this about two minutes ago. If you're listening to the, uh, if you're listening to this rather than watching the YouTube video, but remember to go sign up for our tournament. We are having it in the last weekend of March, and it should be great partnering with LBLCS. We already have great, uh, we already have great participation. We're definitely going to be putting it on this time. No cancellations or anything like that. So very exciting. Um, as for what am I going to talk about tonight? Ooh, well. As you can see on your screen, or you guessed because of the title when you click the play button, patch 13.4. We meant to cover it last week, but we ended up just getting into a really sweet conversation about LP gains and rank system and things like that. So um, that was not covered, and I'm going to cover it this week and run through it. So this shouldn't be that long of an episode. I know the patch has already been out for... Uh, by the time I'm recording this, about half a week or so, or almost a week, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get through this and offer some, um, how it's felt, what other changes that need to be made in my own opinion, and, uh, yeah, we'll go through it, but before we do that, um, what have I been up to recently? Oof, well, um, now, my hands are a little pruny right now, it's hard to see, I did a shitload of dishes after work today, it took me like two hours or so to do those, as well as do some meal prep for the week. Um, baked a couple of sweet potatoes, boiled some green beans, cooked some chicken. So I got, I'm stocked for the next couple of days, maybe like three days or so. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. And been watching. Oh, what did I watch over the la- this past weekend? I watched the movie Home Team. It's a Netflix original. It's a Happy Madison production, which is uh, so Happy Madison is. Adam Sandler's production company and any movies that he puts on are Happy Madison Productions. So um, yeah, that's that's what those are. It was pretty good. And I like that they didn't force any sort of, uh, they didn't force any um, romance down your throat. A lot of times in movies, especially if it's, you know, a rom-com or, or not necessarily a romantic comedy, but a comedy or some sort of a drama, there has to be a love interest, which definitely, um, definitely can be used sometimes well but it's overplayed in my opinion and that's coming from someone who watches far too many movies for the last like four years or three years i've been watching one new movie a week um i think it maybe it's four years let me look at my spreadsheet here spread 
sheet, movie spreadsheet. Let me look. Um, yeah. Oh God. Last force. This is my fifth year of doing it. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't even include things that I've rewatched a whole bunch of times. So, um, yeah, it wasn't shoved down your throats at all. It was great. It was Kevin James. It was Taylor Lautner was in it. And I actually liked him in that, which was surprising. Rob Schneider was good. And, uh, some other people that are quite, that are normally in the happy Madison productions are there. Um, yeah, they were in it and it was good. And what else did I do? I rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies uh, this past weekend as well. Extended edition, uh, uh, extended edition, of course. Not gonna rewatch the normal ones. Extended edition is the only way to go. And if you're interested in doing that, they are on HBO as well, so you can catch them there. Um, I've really got a greater appreciation for uh for the the character and the hardships of frodo watching it through this time a lot of there's a kind of a i've heard a lot of discussion and criticism about how for lack of a better term frodo could be kind of a whiny bitch but i really when watching the extended editions now i've watched them a few times i really get a greater sense and feel of the weight that his burden is as opposed to him just like oh i can't do it oh, I'm weak, where it kind of seems that, but if you look a little or feel a little deeper into the character, it feels a little different. I guess that's also come some from, um, I've been reading through the the books for slowly for the last couple of years because I barely ever read. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and finish it this year though. But uh, yeah, it's I definitely have a greater appreciation for, for that as well. But um, yeah. That's what I've been up to league-wise. Uh, I'm in plat now in solo queue and flex. Haven't played a whole shit ton, but um, got up to there. So up and onwards, we're on the Ascension, folks. Speaking of, I wish Ascension, Ascension game mode would come back. Um, since it's just me, you're going to hear tangents happen because that's how my brain works, and I don't have to stop myself to... Uh, try to keep on message as much and incorporate other voices. So you're going to hear some of my tangents. So, yeah. But um, other than that, let's uh, let's get into patch 13.4. So, yeah, this came out five days ago or four days ago. It was last Wednesday it hit live, and I'm recording this Monday. So we're looking at like five days prior. So there are a lot of changes, and let's get into it. So first off, Ari, her base health is increased by 20. Her base armor is up by 3. It's only 21. That's really low. And her R cooldown is down by 10 at all ranks. So, um not a huge deal. This is a nudge in the right direction to making Ari more uh, more viable in most matchups. She's still going to get wrecked by anything that can apply physical damage to her because she has 21 base armor. That's among some of the lowest in the game. Um, the only ones that I can think of that would be lower than that would be Oriana because she gets base resistances while she has her ball over her head just as a passive of her E. But um, yeah... Ari, I've barely seen. I played with her once so far in ranked, and it was fine. She felt fine, but she needs some help, uh, especially since they're trying to push her into pro play a bit more here. Part uh, and she's straight up disappeared since before Worlds when they nerfed her because they had to nerf her before. She hasn't seen much 
place, and so they're buffing her up a little bit. This doesn't do all that much. It's more of a placebo. Um, I mean, if I look at the... I probably should have had this up, but looking at the stats here, she's 50.5. I, I would have said, yeah, she's about balanced, 48.68. So slight buffs that help early survivability in lane with the armor and the health, and then our cooldown will help her skirmishes, and this is all before ability haste and such, which we know is on every item in the game, basically. So that'll get down a, lot, a little bit lower. So small, slight adjustments bringing her up like one percentage point. I'm surprised it went that high, but I was expecting at least like a half point bump. Um, okay, Alistair, his passive ally heal has increased. It's It went up by 1% of his maximum health. Um, his Q, the magic damage AP ratio, went up by 10 percentage points, as well as the W went up by 10. So now his Q has an 80% AP ratio and his W has 100% AP ratios. This is pretty wild. That's like if you... Oh, man, this is... And they have pretty high base damages. I feel like we're getting into the sort of territory where Alistair mid could be used as a counter to some uh, some things. I played it before this patch. I played a game of it in Norms against... I played against Echo, uh, and he couldn't do anything because I just took Phase Rush, and I would... I just fought him and I got early prio on the wave and then would just fight him right in the wave and that was fine and then once I had three WQE phase rush away a free like three four hundred damage and he couldn't return anything and then otherwise I just sit back and he throws his Q okay I'm gonna like walk away but these are on like a eight second cooldown or so I can just do it and then every other time I'm doing it I have phase rush to fly away like there's nothing he could do there so yeah um how much of a benefit did Alistair really see? I would imagine that his win rate didn't change very much. He has a 49% win rate last patch. He had basically the same. Um, if I'm looking in mid, he is yeah not doing very well. Uh, yeah, it's it's no. He's still not. He's still a support mostly, but he is being. I mean, is he played in top at all? Uh, he's played enough in top to have a win rate. He is statistically the worst top laner this patch. Last patch, also the worst top laner. So if you're going to pick him, either really know what you're doing. Basically, it's situational. It's a situational pick. So don't just go blinding it. Okay. Um, Amumu is getting changes as well. So he's getting nerfs. Um, his health growth went down by six per level. His armor growth went down. So it's six less health per level. 0.2 less armor per level, and his W damage also, uh, the W% percent health damage decreased, so it was at max rank uh, 2% max health damage plus an AP ratio, now it scales up to 1.6, so he's losing a little bit of it. Still not that big of a deal, he is going to still stomp the lower you are down, so as you climb through the ranks, Amumu always gets worse, and that's still going to be the case. He is a little bit worse overall now, though. Um, and he's not going to scale as hard because of all, I mean, all of these reasons make him scale less well, but he's still decent. He's still going to be decent, He, especially if you're in the lower tiers, he's still going to be good. He's at a 50.57, he's like, that's a 51 or 50.5% uh, win ratio there, or yeah, win rate, and... Um, we're also seeing that last patch it was 51.6, so he went down by one percentage point, plat plus. That's a solid nerf. He's closer to 50% than where he belongs. Okay, um, the bird, Anivia. 
I've been playing with uh, some guys or one of them plays a Nivea mid, and it's great. I love to play like Poppy and other things, so it works very well. And Nivea is, she got nerfed, and she is at a 52% win rate this patch. Still, last patch, it was 53. So she went down by a percentage point and change. But her health growth was down by 4, and her armor growth is down by 0.3. So she's just slightly less survivable as the game goes on. She gets a little bit less health and a little bit less armor. Not a big deal. Basically just uh, tapping her down because she was very strong. Now she's still strong. She's just going to be still just as good in the hands of skilled players. But you can't just survive through it all if you're not used to playing with the Nivea and understand the matchups to play and how to play with her. So that's a Nivea there. Annie also nerfed. We're seeing a lot of A champions. This is the most I've seen in a while. So Annie, um, her base health decreased by 34, hurts her support. Her E Molten Shield, the shield retaliation magic damage, the flat is down from 30 to 90 plus 40% AP ratio to 25 to 65 plus 45, 40% AP ratio. That is... If, if you're only putting you know, if you only have one point in your e not a very big nerf but if you're if you have this maxed out a much bigger nerf um, and then tibbers is get the cooldown is up so it's 10 seconds at rank one 20 seconds at rank three 15 seconds at rank two um, this hurts support Annie a lot more than it hurts mid lane Annie they are trying to tap both of them down. And mid lane, she has a 52% win rate right now. And before it was 54. In support, she had 55, and now it's 52 and a half. So yeah, these were more support focused because with levels, she still scales up to be uh, fine. It's just tamping down the things that support Annie needs more. She's gonna get less health because she has less income and she has less levels. So that losing that little bit of health. Uh, hurts more she's going to be maxing e more earlier than um than ap or than uh than mid lane annie so that's going to hurt her more and uh the tivers changes hurts overall so yeah that's that's annie i think she's in a still i mean obviously she's still in a good spot so you can still pick her and feel totally fine and she's quite blindable generally as well um Thelios, okay another a and then we have a zero afterwards this is a hell of a lot here so Aphelios, this is a buff his bonus attack speed uh is increased so every time you put a point into uh you, you can't level your ability as Aphelios. you level additional stats whether it be lethality or attack speed or I think attack damage is the third one. And the attack speed is going up from 7.5% up to 45% per level you put into it to 9 to 54. So it is slightly better early, and as you put more points into it, it is better and better. This is good. Aphelios has been in a bad spot for quite a while. He's still obviously someone you only want to play when it's situationally good he's not always he, you can't just blind him and you also should refrain from playing Aphelios generally unless you're in I'd say like higher plat diamond plus really because he is complicated you have to understand how to rotate your guns and manage your ammo and while he is fun he's also immobile and there's a lot of nuance to his kit and the ways in which different gun combos interact with different team comps and item variants and 
et cetera, et cetera. I could keep going, but um, be careful if you're going to play Ophelios. He did get slightly better. He was at 46.24. Now he's 46.5. So a slight buff, but this is, they're very wary about buffing Ophelios because he has, when he's strong, he outshines everything else in the meta and especially at the pro play level. And they're trying not to get there. They being the right balance team, they're trying to just bring him up a little bit without really doing all that much. This is more of a placebo buff than anything, but eventually when he comes back into the meta, this is going to be one of the things that's going to make him stronger than he should be. This is not helping the parts of Aphelios that are hurting, which is more meta-reliant than anything, quite honestly, in my opinion. So, um, Azir is the next nerf. His base mana is down by 100. His mana growth is up by 15. Okay. So, at level like eight this is a flat buff to his mana okay uh yeah eight uh no like six at level seven sorry level seven oh my god level seven this is those just the mana changes alone are a net buff level seven onwards okay so getting into his ears strongest time his w the recharge time is up by one second at rank one, and it scales to be six seconds still, so it's still uh, scaling to be the same. His E, the magic damage, is up. Flat damage up by 40 at rank five, and the AP ratio is up by 15%. And the ultimate is uh, weaker. Nope, it's stronger at all points. Has a higher 15% AP ratio increase, and the base damage is up from 25 to 125 per uh, rank 3. Okay, so it's, he didn't get nerfed. He got buffed. This is... He is weaker level 6 and lower. He uh, Level 5. He just is, because uh, his ultimate is stronger at all points in the game. So once you hit level 6, you're stronger than you were before, and you have 5 less total mana than you did before or 10 less you're basically the same champion but you're after that you are better at all points in the game that is wild this is not a nerf this is a net buff holy shit we don't need more zero buffs okay moving on um chogath actually i need some water right now hold on one second Solid five seconds there. Okay, Chogath, he's getting buffed again. Oh my god. Armor growth, 4.7 to 5, so up by 0.3. His Q magic or Q mana cost is down by 10. His magic damage on the Q, the base damage is up by 20 at rank 5. Rank 1, it's still the same. And his W Feral Scream is uh the same cost level 1, but less uh less expensive by 20 at rank 5. So Chogath already doesn't have that many mana issues, but this especially helps for like mid lane Chogath. He's going to do a lot more damage, and with uh, with these Qs, you're you're going to be able to get off more spell rotations. Um, not because you're not because of any CDR or ability haste coming through. It's just mainly because he doesn't have as many mana issues, which already weren't that bad. But this is insanity that they're not that 
uh, that they're going down. And then for top lane Cho'Gath, this is also good. Support Cho'Gath, this is fine if you play that as well. I and mean, you can play him in five roles, realistically. The only role I wouldn't play him in is ADC, but if you play that, you can play Cho Senna. It's quite good. I don't know why we don't see it more, but you can play him anywhere, and he is net buffed everywhere, though in the jungle the least by far, because mana in the jungle isn't really an issue. Junglers don't have to deal with mana issues, which is one of the reasons I like playing jungle. But, um, oof, let me see. So, Cho Gath. So, Cho is now a 51% win rate top laner. He was already strong before, and last patch, he so he went up by uh, 1.5 percentage points in top. In mid lane, he barely changed, but he now has enough of a pick rate to justify his 51% play rate. Does he have any play anywhere else? He does have some in bot lane, but it's not very good. Okay, so it's Cho Senna, because he's taking Guardian here. Yeah, it's Cho Senna. So, yeah, but Cho'Gath, good, and easy to play as well. So if you're a newer player, go try some Cho'Gath. Okay, um, Elise. Q base damage decrease and the Spiderling base damage decreased. So she was just a little bit too oppressive and they're tapping her down as well, trying to make her less able to curb stomp from the beginning should she get ahead. So uh, what exactly did this mean win rate wise? Well, her win rate is 49.8 right now, plat plus, and it was 51.7. So yeah, this definitely hurts. Um, it's also worth noting that her Q in uh, in human form, in range form, not melee form, does missing health damage plus some base and stuff, and that base was significantly hit um, by 10 to 30. And this is her first max, I believe. I believe Elise maxes Q first. Let me see. It might be W, but no, it's Q first. So this is, you're getting hit first early with your first ability here. Yeah, I'm fine with this. Elise is too strong in general right now. She does get stronger the higher up you go because she is arguably the best at turret diving in the game. And turret dives are just stronger as you go up. And she's able to... Games are shorter the higher up you go as well because teams learn how to close out games better and there's more coordination that happens inherently because there's more macro understanding. So... Um, yeah, this is good. I like this change. I like these changes here for sure. So, yeah. Uh, Jarvan, W cooldown increased from 8 to 9 seconds. This is a revert of his buff uh, last patch. And the shield strength as well is going from just the ratio that he gets, the additional shield, was 80% of bonus AD. Now it's 70% bonus AD. Slightly tapped. Doesn't really do anything. Jarvan is still going to be an excellent jungler in general, and you can blind him. You can play him into basically any matchups generally. Yeah, you should be fine playing Jarvan and not feel bad about it. He is one of the most popular junglers. He is one of the best junglers still on this patch. His win rate barely went down, and his pick rate has only increased as well. It's, uh, yeah, Jarvan is good. I would recommend that if you're a jungler, you play some Jarvan. I'm just curious. Let's see. Top lane, he has a win rate increase. Win rate, oh, win rate decrease. Okay, interesting. Anyone playing support? Uh, yeah, support with Aerie doesn't feel all that great right now. So, um, yeah. 
I I love Jarvan, so I'm not going to speak anything poorly of it. Um, John also thinks that the Jarvan changes are st- basically non-existent; that it's still strong. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, now let's get into Jax. So Jax is getting some changes here. Uh, this is billed as a nerf to Jax in average at all levels of play. Let's see if it actually shakes out that way, because they also said Azir was getting nerfed, and Azir got buff, folks. So, base health down by 20, nerf. Health growth up by 1. Okay, so he is, at all stages of the game, going to have less health by base stats alone. So, that is a nerf so far. Okay. Um, Changes to his counter-strike. So, dodging attacks now increases the damage, the entire damage of the spell, no longer just the base damage. Um, Okay. Minimum magic damage went up, uh, or so the minimum magic damage AP ratio went down from 100% AP to 70% AP, and the maximum magic damage went up from 100 to 140. So it's going to be less good if you didn't use it optimally, but the more optimally you use Counter-Strike, the more value you get out of it by dodging attacks, then it will do more damage. Um, I like this direction if they're going to change it so that it rewards skilled play. Those are always positive changes to make. And then his R, Grandmaster at Arms, the passive on-hit damage was 80 to 160 plus an AP ratio. Now it is 60 to 160. So it's weaker early. Level 16, his ult is the same there. Bonus armor and bonus MR for first champion hit is... uh, It's the same at rank 3. Early on in the game, it is weaker both for armor and MR. So he's weaker early. And level 16, he is the same. The only thing that is a change, that is a notable change, is that he, that could be a buff, is if you're using Counter-Strike well, then that is buffed. Otherwise, no. Um, Jax has been just a plague for so long. And, I mean, he's at a, he's got a, he's very popular. He's at a 50% win rate right now. Last patch, it was 50.6, so he went down slightly. Um, yeah, this is, uh, Good change. He's still good, though. Don't worry about... Uh, don't shy away from playing him. He's still very good. Malphite. Getting another buff. Another older tank getting a buff. So, uh, W cooldown decreased from... It's two seconds at all ranks. That's insanity. He basically just has this up all the time. Um, empowered autos. Physical damage is... Uh, the armor ratio is up by 5%. So, you're now... You're getting damage on those empowered autos. Relative with an additional 15% of your max armor as opposed to, or yeah, your total armor as opposed to it being 10 per four. So slightly more armor, that's good for Malphite. And then the actual damage that happens in the cone, because when you use this W, it's got two parts. Every hit, you, every auto you do does more damage, and then it fires a, a small cone. We're not looking like a Tiamat cone or a Titanic cone. It's much smaller, but it does some additional damage in that cone, and that armor ratio is also up. So they're not changing his AP ratios, they're not changing any max health, anything like that, just the armor. So um, incentivizing, basically rewarding Malphite, being able to get the items that he wants and tapping into his core gameplay more. I really like this. Malphite is a champion that's very much overlooked and can be really oppressive in the right hands because you can't engage or you all have to stand spread apart from one another and you're constantly worried oh is Malphite just gonna fly at me and if I don't have a movement spell I'm dead so 
Yeah, and his win rate right now is 51.5. Last patch, it was 50 flat. Well, 50.09. So um, he's better. And, I mean, it, it doesn't work all the time. He is a situational champion in matchups. But if you have the right situations, Malphite is fantastic. So I would also recommend that people go pick him up. Okay. Um, Maokai. So Maokai has been too strong everywhere. So he's getting nerfed. And I'm guessing that these are going to be massive win, uh, win rate wise. Let me look. Okay. So Maokai's win rate last patch was 53.2 in jungle. Now it is 49.09. And at 13.1, it was 54. So this is a massive nerf. And his pick rate has dropped off a cliff too. And his ban rate has gone in half. Support, he's still doing pretty well. He's 50.3% uh, win rate in support. In top, he's also still doing well. It's jungle went out the window. So the AP build is really what they're targeting here. So um, Maokai's Q damage uh the change is two there's a lot of numbers here on the screen right now so it is doing more damage the q got above so the q, the q damage deals 70 to 270 plus two to three percent of the target's max health plus 40 percent ap now it's the same flat, same AP ratio, but it's 2 to 4% of their target's max health. Okay, so he's his Q is just better, always. Okay, his E is worse, so this is where they're hitting it. It's the sapling toss. Those things are so oppressive. So his cooldown uh, on the sapling was 10 seconds at all ranks. Now it's 14 seconds at all ranks. That's decent and his magic damage on those saplings was 55 to 155 plus 5 percent bonus health plus 35 percent ap 250 to 150 plus 5 percent bonus health uh plus 25 percent ap so he's losing five base damage on the set the initial sapling explosion not talking about empowered and the bonus health is unchanged but the ap ratio is also down by 10 percentage points so it's worse for every form of cho'gath uh, not Cho'Gath, sorry, Maokai. And the Empowered Saplings, these are the big problems. So the Empowered Saplings, slow, not the damage, the slow. Was 45% flat, that's unchanged, plus 0.9% per 100 bonus health. It's now up to 1% per 100 bonus health. So the more health you have now, it's rewarding you for a bigger slow. And plus 4% per 100 AP, now it's plus 1% per 100 AP. So you're getting less slow and less damage uh, across the board. Unless you're not building any AP and you're getting health, so the slow will be up, but the AP is still going to be, you're still going to deal less damage with it. So this is a big nerf to the sapling toss. It's still not bad. He's just not the ultimate blind pick champ anymore. I think Maokai is a response more, or you have to be more mindful of why you're picking him. Or if you're playing in flex, or you're playing clash, or if you're playing, or if we're talking to the pros here, for some reason they're listening to me, then this is a good flex pick. If you can play Cho, or not Cho, if you can play Maokai in uh, bot lane with Senna, if you can play Maokai support in general, if you can play Maokai top and play Maokai jungle, basically any pro jungler can, then you can flex him, and this is still good. You're just not going to be blind picky. He's not going to be perma-banned in pros. Um, yeah. So. Um, okay, Oriana. Her base armor increased by 3, 
and her W mana cost decreased by 10 at all ranks. Oriana's slightly tankier now. Early on, she was very squishy and very weak. She's situationally good. I know that LS has been talking a lot about how Annie's risen up into pro play, and Oriana is a response to Annie, a very good counter into her that the pros are also starting to pick up now, and this will only help her popularity, and in solo queue, we might get to see more Oriana too. She's a champion that is weirdly very hard to lock down and, and stop, when they're good, they're rarely good, but when Oriana players know what they're doing, it's fucking terrifying. Unbelievably strong. So, those are the Oriana changes. Um, I mean, I don't think that it's going to change your win rate all that much. I imagine up to like 48 or so. 50.19, okay. Uh, it went up by 2%. That is surprising. I guess she does have mana issues early, so being able to uh, use dissonance more often, the W... That is the most damage in her kit, so it makes sense that that's good. So, okay. Okay, Riven. Um, okay, Riven's getting buffed. Jesus. So, some nice quality of life stuff, first off. So, Riven now, the Riven player will now be able to see how many passive stacks she has as a resource bar underneath her health bar. Only visible to her, not visible to her uh to the enemy nor to her allies cool the passive also deals damage now to towers but only deals 50 percent of the increased damage so you're no longer just waiting to use it when you're autoing those turrets you're going to deal extra damage to turrets this increases her split push threat this increases her lane dominance threat more um because before riven would not be able to do that much damage to your turret she would more try and kill you under the turret and then recall or she can't couldn't do much to the turret while you're there as opposed to a Jax or a fiora or some of these turret destroying monsters like a yorick she can now kind of fight them a bit better and so her uh her bonus ad on her passive was 30 to 60 percent at specific level breakpoints of total AD, now it's just a linear scaling, level 1 to 18. Um, no changes there. It might change slightly level to level, but overall it's going to be... Well, I mean, it's just going to be better overall because it makes more sense to scale linearly. I very much like it when they make these changes, that things scale linearly rather than random level breakpoints. Like, this was levels 1, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18. Like, who chose that? I don't, I don't understand that, but... Overall, solid, small Riven buff. Riven, when she's... I mean, she's strong right now. And when someone knows what they're doing with Riven, it is terrifying. That being said, Riven has not seen all that much because she's... I mean, she's seen more and more, it looks like. She's about 50% win rate. But if she's being played 7% of games, I'd say of those 7%, 5% of the people who are picking her so maybe only two percent can actually pull off the shit she's trying to do um if we look at d2 plus these are people that are gonna know how to play riven 52 and a half to it went up by a percent and a half if we look at master plus 52 percent win rate and that's basically the same she's in a good spot if you know what you're doing but riven is extremely hard to play well given how you need to be able to uh both lane with limited range and limited defense and understand how to work in an auto and your passive and so many auto cancellations and combos it's wild uh yeah that's not a champion that i would ever recommend people pick up but 
yeah, Riven is getting a small buff and it helped. Okay, Samira. Small nerf to Samira. Her R, the lifesteal effectiveness, was 66.7%. Now it's 50, so she's going to heal less while she's using her, not Death Lotus, um, something, ro oh, Inferno Trigger. The name's right in front of me. What the fuck am I doing? And then her passive, the movement stack per movement speed per stack, it was 3.5% always. Now it is 1, 2, 3, and 4% per stack at levels 1, 6, 11, and 16. So I don't like this change. Um, I like nerfing her movement speed, but why not just have it up 1 to 4% scaling linearly? Makes the most sense. Let's keep the... Uh, let's keep the methodology consistent. I think that would be good. So Samira has been in a strong spot. She is hard to play. She has been a strong spot though. So she's 48 right now. It was 51.49. So apparently that made a bigger difference than I thought it would have. But this is fine. Rip Samira should be below 50% given her skill cap and her ability to, if she's above 50%, if she's like 51, something's wrong. She is... Uh, a character that de she's a champion that definitely needs to have the right conditions to be met. She's not blind pickable generally, and she has a lot of things in her kit that are too. When she's strong, they are oppressive as hell, like her wind wall and then the move speed as well. So it should, yeah. I, I like these changes. Um. Okay. So Senna. Uh. John said that Senna feels really strong right now. And let's see if the stats play that out. So Senna did get some buffs. Let me look at her win rate. So right now in bot and support and such down there, 51 or 52% win rate. Last patch, we're looking at 49. So it went up by, or two and a half, 49.4. Um, her attack speed ratio went up from per level from 0.3 to 0.4. Okay. Or her attack ratio, attack speed per 100% bonus attack speed, 0.3 to 0.4. So more attack speed that she gets from get, when she gets stats for attack speed, she converts more of that into attack speed. And then her R, the dawning shadow, the cooldown is down by 20 at all seconds, or 20 seconds at all ranks. That's big. And the damage is up. So the AP ratio is unchanged. And the base, but the base damage is the same at level six with rank one. Rank three, it's up by fifty, and twenty-five at rank two. And then the A bonus AD ratio is up from one hundred percent to one hundred fifteen percent. So it's going to do more damage. It's going to come off cooldown more often, and the shield is the same level, so as the same amount as the damage that would go through. So the shield is going to be bigger as well. I believe that to be the case. Let me read this. Yeah, so the shield's bigger, the damage is more, and the cool it comes up more often. This is huge given the global uh, the globalness of it. It's this is big, so I I definitely agree with John. I've seen a couple Senna's and they seem really 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 crazy good right now, and Senna is artificially better than she seems right now if you can understand how to follow around and coordinate with your team to pick up more souls. The more souls that faster Senna can get souls, the faster she comes online, the faster she becomes a fucking terror on the rift. Okay. Um, speaking of souls, Thresh. So Fenrir said that Thresh is back. And let me actually go look at his comment to me about why he said that. So he said at level nine, his hook plus boots and completed mythic. Uh, the hook is like a five second cooldown. 
with without the three seconds off if you land it. The ability is crazy late game. Enough CDR, it's up 100% of the time if you land the hook. That's insanity. So let's get into what these are. So the Q damage is increased first off. So it does more damage. The AP ratio is up by 10% and uh, it scales up to be doing 20 more damage at rank 5, same at rank 1. The cooldown is also down by two seconds at max rank. So without any ability haste, if you have five points in your Q as Thresh, uh, it's a six second cooldown. So that's after they get, they, oh my god, that is that is so fast. Oh wow, he was not kidding. Um, okay, let me keep going. Uh, the damage on Flay, the E. The AP ratio is up by 10%, and the flat damage is up by 20 at rank 5. And then the W, the Dark Passage, the cooldown is down by 1 early. It's up by 1 uh, late. So at level 3, the cooldown is the same. The shield strength, base shield strength is actually down as well. So they're disincentivizing Thresh to put the most points in his W. It actually doesn't make sense. It may, This is a 3-point wonder. Um, I guess three if you really want to do it, but it's this is now the worst ability to max in the game, or, or not in the game for him. But he has a lot of damage on this QE, and those are the actives, plus the empowered auto that Thresh gets, and then the box already has a very high AP ratio. Yeah, so this is this is wild. Um, let me look at, so whew, Thresh has been in the gutter for a while, not feeling great. Um, I guess stats-wise, it's a bit better than that. He's also very popular, but um, he had a 49.4% win rate last patch, and now it's 51.2, so it is considerably stronger, especially for someone who has such a high uh, AP ratio, or, or such a high skill cap, sorry. So, Okay, we're moving right along. Udir. Udir is, oh, we're about halfway done. Oh my God, I forgot how much is in this patch. This is a lot of them. So Udir, um, health growth down by six, base armor down by three. The slow on the R is down by two seconds at level one, scaling to five, or not two seconds, sorry, uh, 2% down to 5% less uh, on the slow. And then the Q, Wilding Claw, uh, the bonus physical damage on hit, went from 30% bonus AD to 25% bonus AD. So they're hitting all forms of Udyr here. The AP tank version is worse. The non-AP tank version, just like regular tank version, is worse. Um, the, uh, the AP damage isn't down at all, I should note. But the viability, because if you're not going AD version, you're putting the most points into your R, so this, it's gonna do it's going to slow less. The lethality version is worse. It you have less health at all points in the game. You have less armor and everything, and then you this is the one you need to. You're the squishiest, so those base stats mean a lot more, and you're doing less damage on your Q. Okay, top lane is also worse for Udir. He has less health and less armor, which is important in a place where he's constantly getting punished. In the jungle, you're not getting nearly as punished, except for in ganks and stuff. This is this is a big hit. Um, across the board, though each of the changes in them in and of themselves are smaller. This is not that big overall, but the fact that they're hitting everywhere 
they're painting with a broad brush here. They're hitting all of them uh, simultaneously. So his win rate dropped by 2%. This is good, but Udyr needs more nerfs. That's what I think. Okay, we have two more champions. Vigor, the Q range is up by 100, and then the W range is up by 50. He's going to be able to hit his abilities from further away. This is good since he's not in a great spot. He's already hard to play. Um, and his win rate went up by 3%. Holy Christ, that is surprising. Okay, well, I didn't expect it to be that high, but I, I get it. More range on your abilities and no drawback is uh, is good. So, yep. He still has to get in pretty close range to be able to RU, though. And the cage is still crazy strong. It's one of the one of, if not the best, basic abilities in the game. Okay, Viego. His passive damage can now critically strike. Okay. And the R, the additional damage per 100 bonus AD, went up from 3 to 5 percent so a slight buff for viego he's still not in a he's still not amazing um maybe his stats are okay let me look no they're not 47.92 percent win rate it was 47.4 he's not in a great spot it's more of the meta than anything else i think he can't deal with these uber tanks at all he's better in a skirmish meta and we're moving that direction so these will help but overall viego's in a pretty weak spot okay that's it for champions um Oh, sorry. I forgot how taxing on my voice it is to just go by myself. So we have two item changes. Anyways, um, Demonic Embrace. The uh, the passive on it, Azakana's Gaze, is now capped at 40 damage per second against monsters. This will slow down your clear slightly. If you're a Demonic Embrace user in the jungle, not a big deal, though. Um, and I don't think this is against epic monsters, but if it is, it hurts as well. Your ability to take down uh dragons barons rift heralds as well so nerf your demonic embrace that's good this ability's too, been too strong or this item's been too strong for too long and dorn's shield base health regen down from six to six, uh, six health per five seconds to four health per five seconds it did feel too safe so it's very strong and it, it now i need i think I'm liking this direction that it is less of a safe bet. To, okay, I'll just take Dorn's Shield, and I basically survive through lane because the amount of health regen it gives you. So that's it for those items. Um, we also have some support item changes, though. So here's the blurb that they have. Since the durability update, range supports have reigned supreme, and melee supports have had to rely much more on finding early lane kills. Our goal with these changes is to even out the power of the two classes, alongside champion-specific buffs from 13.3, by more closely syncing the time supports get their ward upgrades, and by improving the balance of health regen and health regeneration and spell spamming in lane. So, Relic Shield uh, base health regen went from 25% to 50%. They doubled it. Targon's Buckler, the upgraded version of... Relic Shield. The base health regen went from 50 to 75. Spectral Sickle. Charge generation time went from 10 to 12 seconds. Same with Harrowing Crescent. So these are, that's the, so I should have said at the beginning, I guess. Relic Shield is the AP, nah, uh, it's the AP minion execute support item. Targon Buckler is the upgraded version of that. The Spectral Sickle and the Spell Thieves are getting the same nerf in terms of charge generation time those are the harass ones you don't execute minions with these you attack your enemies and you get gold off of those you're going to generate charges more slowly 
at all points there. Um, Spell Thieves Edge and Frost Fang, you're gonna get less mana regen. So Spell Thieves Edge, the mana regen is going from 50 to 25%. Frost Fang is 75 to 50%, and Shard of True Ice, the full upgraded version of that, was 115% to 100% bonus mana regen. And then the AD tankier support items, Steel Shoulder Guards, which upgrade into Rune Steel Paulders. Uh, went from 25% to 50% the base health regen and then the upgraded version as well the base health regen went from 50 to 75 so they're making support ones worse compare and the they're making support item changes overall slightly different they're trying to incentivize melee supports and disincentivize range supports some or bring the scales back in further favor I don't think that this will get us there but it'll be a little bit it'll be a nudge in the right direction we'll see um, okay runes magical footwear so Magical footwear will now only sell for 30% of the value of the boots, 90 gold. Normal boots and tier 2 boots sell value is unchanged. So pro players were sometimes going magical footwear and selling the boots when they get them to accelerate their mythic item purchases. That circumvents the original intent of the item to grant you boots, so we want to bring down the power of the level of this particular strategy. I've seen some people do that on Yumi. It's just a bad idea. Now it's even worse. Don't take magical footwear unless you're planning on keeping the boots. That's it. Treasure Hunter. Um... It is getting nerfed, so uh, instead of being 70 plus 20 gold per bounty stack, 550 total, it is now 50 plus 20, 450 total. You're going to get 100 less gold from Treasure Hunter, so it's if you have better options, or if you have competing options you're not sure about, take it. Uh, Relentless Hunter is usually a better one to go, or Ultimate Hunter, but Relentless Hunter, don't ever sleep on Relentless Hunter. It's very good, especially on junglers. Generally, I would take that over Treasure Hunter any day of the week. And I guess I do, for the most part. Okay, so that's it for the items. Now we just have some jungle adjustments. So the Rift Herald does not long, no longer has a soft reset state. Leash range, 1100 to 1200. So it's going to have a slightly larger leash range, but uh, it does when it resets, it will fully reset. It does not have the soft reset anymore. Gromp, base health down from 2200 to 2050. It is so durable, Gromp, so I'm glad they're making it weaker. Um... Sustain. So base health from monster kills is up from 25 to 30. Okay, they're making it slightly, uh, they're making it healthier to clear through the jungle. Okay. And then the jungle companion, the AP ratio that it does on every hit is down from 15% to 12%. So they're trying to knock down AP junglers a bit. They're making it all healthier, though. Okay, okay. I've played some, so I'm not. I've noticed this a little bit, but not all that much. Uh, this feels like it's a nudge more than anything. Okay, um, they changed kill experience as well. So early game League of Legends has become very snowbally, and um, we're paring it down. We're paring down early leads from kills so that when someone gets ahead early in the game, they don't get too far ahead too fast. So far ahead, so fast. So level one, 42 experience. Level 2, it's 114. It changes level 3. Uh, level 3, it's used to be 186, now it's 144. Level 4, it was 258, now it's 174. Level 5, 330, now it's 204. That's a big change. Level 6, it was 402, now it's 234. Level 7, 434, 308. 500 to 392, 515 to 486, and 590. So it equals out at level 10. 
basically between levels two and nine, whoever when a kill happens, the experience is going to be lower. Or sorry, from levels three to nine, one, two, and ten, and ten plus are the same. Holy Christ! Okay. Um, come back and kill experience. So especially in the jungle, kills could sw quickly sling players back into parity with opponents who are substantially far ahead from other actions. Comeback mechanics in League are built to get you within a fighting chance of the opponent, but the comeback systems on kills brought you up to their level. This shouldn't be a major shift to leveling in League, but it should mean le uh, level leads are a little bit stickier. This is good, especially in the jungle. It is too easy to come back, and I 100% agree with that as someone who benefits from that, as well as someone who like um, has to deal with people coming back. So, um, Catch-up kill experience, it was 16% per level difference between you and your champion killed. Now it's 20% level difference between you and the champion killed, but it's only 20% per level beyond the first level. So if it's a one-level difference, there is no comeback. If you're two levels up, you're getting 20% of that as bonus, as opposed to 16%. So it is a net benefit if you're super far behind, but if you're only one level behind, there's no. it's actually straight-up nerf. That's good. ARAM changes. Let's see. Anything interesting here? You can now cast Mark while rooted. Interesting. You can throw the snowball while you're rooted now. I like that. ARAM death timers have been lowered. Nice. There's a clash happening. Party chat is a new chat channel that allows you to chat just to your pre-made party members. Chat channels indicate who will see the messages you send, which was previously limited to team and all chat. The chat console will now show the chat channels receiving your messages to the left of your bar. I wonder why they changed some of that, but that's why. So there's party, there's all, there's team, and then you can respond to someone else. So there's that. Um, behavioral systems. So mute self will prevent you from using tap that's a command now will now prevent you from using text chat as well it notifies other players that you have muted yourself so if you're going to mute yourself in games just go in and do slash mute self i like that and then um deafen will prevent you from being able to chat or see chat from other people so that's mute all if you're going to do that and then it also lets other players know you've muted you've deafened yourself so people if you're not going to use chat please just go in and do Mute self or deafen. So nice. Um, let's see. Oh, point progression changes in LP. We talked about that last week. Uh, Mythic shop rotation. They're leaving. Okay. Sweet. Eh, okay. I don't care about these all that much. But yeah, any bugs that I think should be changed? Um. Oh, fix a bug that caused Kale to permanently lose attack speed from certain AP sources after hitting level 16. Okay. Um, fixed a bug that caused Cassante to travel the full charge distance for his W if he channeled or recalled during the ability. So if he hit W and then B, he would go the full distance. Interesting. Um... Oh, fixed a bug that caused Jarvan's W Golden Ages tooltip calculation to not account for his new AD ratio. That's a big deal. So now we actually know. There's a lot of these. Holy Christ. Okay. Um, wow. Aurelian Soul has his own as well. There's a lot of bug fixes. I didn't see anything else that was really all that noticing, but I'm not going to read through like 
500, like 100 or 150 of them. I scanned through them before starting. Didn't see any that were crazy. So, um, and then there's some uh, astronaut skins coming out. We have astronaut Singe, which looks sweet. Astronaut Zareth also looks good. Astronaut Ivern looks good, except I don't like how Daisy looks in it, I'll be honest. But Astronaut Fizz and Astronaut Kennen look great. Astronaut Kennen looks by far the best one, though. The splash arts are good, but in-game Kennen looks fantastic with his abilities and things. Singed, the model, I think, looks the best, though. But go check those out. Um, yeah, that was patch 13.4. Um, you know, I'm kind of glad I ran through this one on my own. Otherwise, it would have taken a while. Not that... Pomo and John didn't have good insights. They, I made sure to hit anything that they wanted me to bring up. But um, yeah, so next week we have episode 800. Be looking out for that. It has been recorded early. And I don't want to say any more. If you're someone who understands what the Trinity Force podcast does every 100 episodes, then you'll be excited. So... Um, with that, please check out our Patreon. We have a whole slew of benefits at different price points, and um, those would be it would be great for you to uh, check those out. Um, if you have any feedback for us, please let us know in the feedback sub thread in our Discord or via um, sending us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. We are also looking for, I guess, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Apologies for cutting myself off. We are also looking to add a host to the team. So if you're interested in that, please send me a Discord message or just send an email with a short audio clip speaking about why you're interested in joining the team and about one change, uh, just one patch note that you think is important. From It could be from this patch, could be from several patches ago, could be from two years ago if you want, I guess. But um, from one of the last few patches, it'd be great explaining the significance of it or lack thereof and why uh, yeah, why you want to join us. Uh, we also have community nights every Tuesday at 7.15, so uh, be, sure to, be sure to check that out. They're a great time. 7.15 Eastern they start, and they've been running for three, four hours. They're great. Um, other than that, as I said at the top of the episode and my recording that I had, the slight extra recording before the episode started, the uh, tournament we're having in three weeks or a, mo a month from now, please sign up for that. The sign-up link is in our announcements in our Discord, but I will also drop it into the description of this episode. So... Without further ado, thank you everyone for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name, where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided. 